1: Christmas. Keith McPherson on the fan checking in, KM to 11 p.m., a four-hour show. Guess what? We're going to talk about sports. Nobody's going to taste test any water. There will not be any debates over apple juice. I don't care what kind of cookies you like. I care what you think about the Jets, the Giants, the Yankees, the Mets, And especially right now, the Knicks and the Nets. Both teams are super hot. We got to talk about basketball. We got to talk about hoops. You've got the Warriors at the Knicks coming up. I'll have eyes on that. Big one in the Garden. Also, Justin Verlander introduced today. Mets fans, tell me how you're feeling. It's real. I saw Verlander in a Mets uniform. He actually is going to play in New York. Not on the other side, but he's going to be in Queens, and I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be uh, more available than that other guy. And today he said he took a leap of faith. There was great players here, and he knew there would be more great players here. He was the first player signed after that other guy left town. And why did he know that there would be more great players signed? Why did he take a leap of faith? Steve Cohen, what a guy. <laughs> the owner of all owners. This guy said the MLB contract numbers, they don't scare him. <laughs> what? He, he said he's dealt with much bigger numbers. He's dealt with big money numbers his whole life. These uh, couple hundred million luxury tax, not phasing Stevie Cohen. Moneybag Co., what a guy. Not just a businessman, but also a salesman. He got Justin Verlander to come to New York when Yankees fans thought he'd he'd never. He got Max Scherzer to come to New York last year when Yankees fans thought he would never. And now there's going to be a healthy competition between those two. It's not going to be like it was in Detroit when they were a little bit younger. They're wiser. They've been around the block multiple times. These are old men. And they're here for one reason. And that's to win a championship. They'll be working out with each other in Jupiter, Florida. It'll be here fast, folks. You know how it goes. Christmas, New Year's, a month after that, the Super Bowl. And then once the NFL ends, it's officially baseball season and we get ready for pitchers and catchers. We'll be in spring training before you know it. And on the Yankee side, all rise. Here comes the judge. The New York Yankees will announce Aaron Judge, in a press conference tomorrow, re-signing with the Yanks. They better go ahead and put that captain C on him. Whether he wears it on the jersey or not, I don't I don't really care. I, I think the C on the jersey is a lot. Maybe, I don't know. But I think it's time. I mean, if there ever was a time to name the next captain, go ahead and bestow that right on Aaron Judge. He's earned it. So 10 a.m. tomorrow. We will carry the coverage of that right here on WFAN. It'll be on the Yes Network. Sweeney Murdy is going up there. I'm not waking up at uh, 7 o'clock to leave the house by 8 o'clock to drive up there. But I'm looking forward to seeing Judge in his presser and uh, him potentially being named the next Yankees captain. That's crazy. Another Yankee off the board, former Yankee now, Matt Carpenter, is headed to San Diego on a one-year deal. And the first thing I thought about Matt Carpenter, because we've spoken about him the last couple weeks, there's no room for him. There's no room for him. And he doesn't want to wait, right? He found a place to take him. And, of course, San Diego's taking everybody they can get. Good for Matt Carpenter. But we'll open up the conversation for the Yankees fans around this left field talk, around who's going to be in left field. I don't want Michael Conforto. I know that options are running low as far as free agents. I know there are some fans that think The Yankees are going to actually run it back with Aaron Hicks. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're more likely to put Oswaldo Cabrera in left field, but I don't think that's going to happen. This guy came up for a month, played six different positions. Call me up tonight and be creative with your thoughts on what the Yankees do in left field. Back to the Mets again. I don't know if you've heard me, but Kodai Senga... it's it's Crosstown Crossover for me. More Crosstown Crossover. I'm a huge Masahiro Tanaka fan. I, I I bought his jersey as soon as they signed him. I've followed his career, his history. I've been telling you guys, go look up Masahiro Tanaka and Kodai Senga. If Kodai Senga is even a little bit like Masahiro Tanaka, he's going to be an ace. He's going to be consistent. And you know when you can count on him the most? In October, postseason Tanaka, postseason, Senga, it could happen. I'm rooting for that guy. And I love the fact that he said he can't wait to face the Phillies lineup. <laughs> That's bold. That's bold. But he's going to fit right in. I know Mets fans are excited about him. Moving on to the football. I get it. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. Enough already, Okay. Mike White can't play. The the guy broke his ribs, fractured his ribs. You all watched the game. He got tattooed, came back into the game, went to the hospital. He needs three to five weeks to recover. They can't force him into the game. I know he's a tough guy. He showed you he's a tough guy. But it is what it is. He's a backup. Your starter is number two, the number two overall pick, and you're going to watch him face the number one overall pick that you should have had. Trevor Lawrence versus Zach Wilson on Thursday Night Football for the world to see. Short week, quick turnaround, can't lick your wounds. That was a tough loss for the Jets. But there are not enough people saying that the Jets' defense lost the game. That the Jets' defense didn't do enough. That the Jets' defense gave up a long touchdown that ended up being the deciding factor. Zach Wilson is not perfect. And you know what? It sucks that this kid got benched and people expect him to come in and be perfect. It's not easy. Playing quarterback might be the hardest thing to do in sports. You can't do it. You you couldn't do it from the street ball level or flag football level. But everybody's saying, this kid can't read defenses. This kid can't make throws. It's year two for him. Now, I'm not defending him. I just think that everybody has piled on Zach Wilson because that game that he just had was an improvement. That game that he just had was a little bit better. What do you expect from the kid? He's not going to turn into Tom Brady after sitting on the bench for three weeks, especially with Mike White, Joe Flacco next to him in the QB room. And LaFleur, who I don't think can actually scheme and and game plan and put together an offense that consistently puts him in a position to make plays, make throws, and win. They're going to stick with the offense as is, and that's not the greatest offense for Zach Wilson at this current point in time. I don't like that Rob Salah said the whole instant coffee thing. Let's talk about that for a second. Instant coffee. It's year two, bro. We're going into week 16. This is year two. With a quarterback that you drafted, that was the first pick that you made. So it's not instant. Brock Purdy, that's instant. Brock Purdy stepping in and winning games as Mr. Irrelevant, a rookie for the 49ers, that's instant coffee, that's instant success. Zach Wilson has had a couple years now. And you guys can't figure out How to get him on track, how to get him on page, how to get him to read defenses, make the right decisions, get his fundamentals, his mechanics down, his footwork, his timing. All of that plays into him not being able to read the defense and get the ball to his receivers on time. I don't think there's enough people blaming the Jets. They forced him in. They drafted him and they said, yeah, he is instant coffee. We're going to start him in year one. And the kid was not ready. Then he got hurt because you're trying to figure out what he's going to be in year two, and you put him in a preseason game. Hurts himself. Misses all preseason. Misses the start of this season. You got to go to Joe Flacco, who is cooked, washed, finito. We all know that. They should have had more insurance. They should have had veteran quarterbacks, other guys around that could have helped this young man. And now here you are with a defense that's ahead of schedule. Now here you are with a defense that has put this team in position to potentially make the playoffs, and you might end up wasting this year on Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. Moving on from that, this Carlos Correa stuff, folks, it's interesting to me. Carlos Correa was supposed to be announced today, like Verlander and like Judge tomorrow, as the big acquisition for the San Francisco Giants, right? They had 360 million for Judge. They pivoted. They gave this guy 350 million in 13 years. But wait, 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 wait. He's got a back problem. His physical did not come back clean. They had they had to flag it. There's a medical issue. You can't give that guy the bag. So maybe he becomes available again. And I think that's an interesting conversation for both sides, Mets and Yankees fans. Call me in on that. I mean, we already know what Moneybag Co. put out there for Correa. But I think now it shrinks. Now he's going to go back. If if this goes south, if the Giants uh, rescind their offer or whatever, we don't know yet, but it's talk radio. We can talk about it tonight before we know. It goes back to him potentially getting a shorter deal or a one-term prove it, a one-year prove-it deal. And I think that he can help. I think he can help the Mets, he can help the Yankees, and he's definitely going to help some team if the Giants pull away from the long-term deal. We'll talk about that at some point tonight. I mean, there's a lot going on in sports. I mentioned the Knicks. The Knicks are super hot, and it's almost like you can't believe it, right? Knicks fans are like me with the Dallas Cowboys. You don't believe in them. Fool me. Can't fool me again. Yeah, this is cute for now. Multiple wins in a row, looking like a good team, but... I've been hurt too much before. I can't let the Knicks fool me again. That's that's where you guys are, like I am with the Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk about the Cowboys tonight. It sucks. I think they're frauds. And I think this is the best year for them to actually be able to make a run and get back to the Super Bowl. The 49ers are the clear favorites, in my opinion, based off their defense. But where are they lacking? At quarterback with a rookie that at some point is going to come back down to earth. The Philadelphia Eagles are the next clear favorites. But now... Jalen Hurts is hurt. Separated his shoulder. Gardner Minshew, we'll see what you have soon. But this would be the year that the Dallas Cowboys actually could get that five seed. And I don't know, they end up drawing Tampa Bay and Tom Brady and the Bucks. Easy way to not be one and done in advance. And then you see where you end up with potential backup quarterbacks playing or a hurt quarterback playing. This would be the year that the Dallas Cowboys could actually advance and get back to the NFC Championship, but they're fraudulent. Their defense isn't as good as everyone wrote home about the first couple weeks. And Dak Prescott, it's frustrating. You saw Cooper Rush get it done, and everyone said, get, get Dak back involved, Dak. and Dak did help the offense take a step forward, but he turns the ball over twice a game. One time will be on him, the next time will be a bounce off a of receiver's helmet Shoulder pads or hands into the hands of the defense, and I honestly don't think Mike McCarthy is that great of a coach. We'll talk about a lot of things tonight. Amari Stoudemire said he did not do it. He's been uh, charged with um, assault on his young daughter. Willie McGinnis can't lie. He definitely did it. I watched that video, and I'm sitting next to my wife last night watching this video. I'm like, that looks like Delilah. Delilah is in West Hollywood. That's Drake's spot. I actually got to go there during the All-Star break in L.A. We'll talk about Willie McGinnis and what's going to come out of that. There's a bunch of sports stories to talk about. Tay Crowder, this guy tweeted, free me, and the Giants cut him today. Landon Collins, you're up. Are you ready? Giants fans, call me up. It is real for you now. You're in the driver's seat. You're most likely in the playoffs if you handle business. Steve Summers will join me at 8 p.m. Keep McPherson on the fan. Don't go anywhere, folks. I'll be right back.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the
1: deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind.
0: Stream minor league affiliates.
1: The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per
0: month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez Subscribe to AtBat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: Hey, let's get it. Your boy KM. Rock until 11 p.m. If you heard me before the break, Steve Summers will join me at 8 p.m. Bringing the GOAT back, you already know. Before the holiday, before the end of the year. Get Steve back to hear what he thinks about these Rangers what he thinks about these Knicks, and, of course, these Mets and everything else going on in the world of sports, and we'll just check in with him, see how he's living, how he's doing, how life's treating him. 8 o'clock, tell a friend to tell a friend. My OG, Steve Summers, back on the fan. Now, I've got eyes on the Knicks game, uh, the Rangers, the Devils. I mean, the, the Rangers and Devils are going in opposite directions. The Rangers are super hot on a win streak. Devils have gone super cold on a losing streak. The more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Love the Devils. Shout out to the Devils. I was over there Saturday night at the Rock. They lost 4-2 to the Panthers. And, I mean, the Rangers have just been looking like we expected them to. They have figured it out. And that's something with hockey and uh, as well as basketball, you can't read into the first month of the season too much. Uh, too much. It's really like you got to give it two months. And here we are approaching Christmas this week. This is the week where you're supposed to start actually looking at hockey and looking at basketball and seeing who is who and what is what. Some teams have had terrible starts where it's going to be too much for them to make it up. Some teams have already made it up, and uh, some teams are going backwards. But, yeah, got eyes on the Devils game. The Devils are down one nothing to Carolina. It's probably going to be a tough one for them. And the Rangers are up one nothing on Pittsburgh. They'll probably keep it going. Uh, as far as the Knicks game coming up, like I said, Knicks fans, I get it. You know, this this Knicks team plays defense. And I was on, I think I was on both nights when, um, you know, Wednesday and Friday when they they smacked the Bulls on Friday. And Wednesday, they just beat them in overtime but in dramatic fashion. Jalen Brunson, uh, he just made Alex Caruso just slip and fall out of his shoes and then drain the three over him. It's like, oh, yeah, that's that's the guy that the Knicks added to this team. He's making a big difference. And Tommy Tibbs, Tommy Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau. Tommy Thibodeau. That's a tough name. It's T-H, but it's Tibbs. It's Thibodeau. It's Thibodeau. It's spelled differently with Kayvon and Tommy. Either way. That's a decent coach over there. That's a veteran coach over there. He's figured it out. I know there were a lot of people that weren't sure about him. And you couldn't read into the beginning of the year. But it's not like the Knicks had a terrible start to the year. They were like 500. And now they're getting hot. And it's defense. It's defense. It's defense. They held the Knicks to 91 points. The Pacers game that they won close, barely over 100 with the Pacers. They held the Kings to 99 points. The Kings have cooled off some. Everyone was hyping that beam that they shoot up out of their arena and talking about this Mike Brown-led young Kings team. They beat the Hornets, held them to 102. They beat the Hawks, held them to 89. They beat the Cavaliers, held them to 81. And the last time they lost, they lost back-to-back games to Luka and the Mavericks, Giannis, and the Bucks. So those are two MVP-type players and two playoff teams. And the Knicks haven't looked back. So I'm looking at this Knicks team tonight against the Warriors without Steph Curry. They have won seven games in a row. Why not eight at home? The fans will be there. There's a lot of talk about how many Steph Curry fans will be there. I can speak to that as well. I know Evan talked about it because in Barkley Center, we've seen it. Last year, there were quote-unquote MVP chants for Steph Curry in Barkley Center. I was at the game. Those chants did not start until late in the fourth quarter when fans had already left. What I'll tell you is the block, the Brooklyn Brigade in Section 1, It's standard that they chant MVP for KD when he comes to the line. Not just this year, but last year when Steph was in the building. So there were a few Warriors fans in the little higher-up section, and uh, they just copied what the Nets fans did, and they chanted MVP at the end of the game when Steph got to the line. Of course, when it's nationally televised, they tweaked the audio a little bit so you can hear certain things. They turned it up loud for those MVP chants at the end of the game. That went viral. And uh, the narrative of other teams taking over the building has been out there for the Nets the whole 10 years they've been in Brooklyn. But it's different now. I'll see y'all at the game tomorrow. The Warriors will play in Madison Square Garden. Then they'll head to Brooklyn tomorrow. I'll see y'all at BC. Let's go Knicks tonight. Knock them off. Knock them down. And uh, we'll have eyes on that at 730, which is right now, a couple minutes. Uh, We're going to get to these calls. I want to take this call first. Oh, it disappeared. (laughs) That call about Evan. I was like, I'm gonna get that call out of the way. E Man behind the boards producing tonight. E-man, I saw that call about Evan. I'm like, okay, I gotta I gotta put this guy on to air his grievances with Evan. We'll get that out of the way first. But no, we won't do that. Let's go to my guy young Josh. Young Josh, you're on the fan.
2: Thank you, How are you doing?
1: I'm good, man. Sports, sports, and more sports to talk about, to watch, to argue about, to have takes on, have thoughts about, and we've got four hours to do it.
2: Right, so do you think there's any chance that the Jets might roll out Joe Flacco? Or they're going with Zach Wilson all the way.
1: You don't want them to roll out Joe Flacco. There's no like, there's no reason. He really is a waste of a roster spot. Zach Wilson is way better right now than Joe Flacco, and that's saying a lot. Like, it's okay. Zach Wilson's last game, couple touchdowns, three hundred yards. I don't, I don't think Joe Flacco is capable of doing that. He surprised the Browns in the beginning of the year. When he entered that Bills game, you could tell he didn't want to be in that Bills game. He turned the ball over. It's late in the season. He's got old bones. He's not an option. It's Zach or nothing. And it should be. That's the number two overall pick. And he also
2: had a lot of those 50-50 balls that went Chet's way. Where he rolls right and goes... Yeah, but that's,
1: fo- to that's back. football, Josh. I'm tired of everybody acting like Zach Wilson is is like just inept completely. Like a 50-50 ball, at least he got you into a position to fight for a 50-50 ball. And other guys got to help him out, and they did. He's not going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. And playing quarterback in the NFL is extremely hard. I played it in college, and it's extremely hard. We're going to talk about it tonight. All the different things that go on and go through your head. Everybody that's looking at Zach Wilson like he's supposed to magically be an NFL quarterback without much help around him as far as coaching, tutelage, preparation – I feel like this kid has just got a rough go here where he's done. He's done no matter what. He's done in New York because we've already killed him. He's the guy this week. And I hope that, I don't know, I I mean, (laughs) Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, they're rolling. I hope that, you know, them coming from Jacksonville, Florida, they are shook when they hit the field Thursday and it's 40 degrees and raining. And, I I mean, I I don't know. The Jets need a prayer. And, uh I hope Zach Wilson does enough to make plays, but Joe Flacco can't be the alternative. That's giving the game away. That's giving up.
2: And flipping to Brock Purdy with the Niners after all these wins with him playing good. How far do you think he can go?
1: They're stacked. Uh and if they had if they had Debo still, they'd be even more stacked. But defense they and say, how big
2: is that McCaffrey Che looking?
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Shanahan went and got his guy. Um Elijah Mitchell. You know, I drafted him in fantasy. He had two season-ending injuries. Sucks. But, like, you know, they didn't have a running back. And then when you lose Debo, that is another guy that runs the ball for you. Going to get Christian McCaffrey was a big move. But the Niners are always in it. It seems like the Niners are in it every year. They have a good defense. They have playmakers. And like I said, Brock Purdy, he's a competitor. A kid I think was a multi-year starter at Iowa State. And the, the moment's not too big for him. So I think he can lead them. To the Super Bowl. That's not out of the, the question when you look at the NFC like I just was saying with the Cowboys, and it's like, okay, Jalen Hurts now, separated shoulder. Gardner Minshew is a, a good backup quarterback, probably one of the better options. We've seen him actually like go out there as the starter in Jacksonville and win games. I don't know if he's going to be able to, you know, do that with his weapons against, you know, let's say the 49ers. I would say the 49ers are the favorite. Brock Purdy, though, is eventually going to come back down. To earth. He is a rookie and he isn't that big. Like, he's not that, that brolic or sturdy or muscular or tall. Like, somebody could just fold him up. So, we shall see. It's going to be an interesting playoff run. Right. And
2: I mean, they also had that big upset
1: over the Packers last year. The 49ers? Mm hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, but that wasn't that big of an upset. Aaron Rodgers chokes at Lambeau. I, I saw that coming. I actually went to my first Devils game that night and watch some of that on the TV in the M Lounge, and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 49ers going to Lambeau and beating Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers trying to make a push to get in the playoffs this year. I doubt that happens. To me, it is the yeah. 49ers and Eagles coming out of the NFC, and they both might be doing it with backup quarterbacks. We'll see how injured Jalen Hurts is. I think it might just be some smoke and mirrors that the Eagles are throwing out there for the Cowboys, especially when the spread changes this week. With Dallas losing to Jacksonville, somehow they became you know favorites at home and yeah they're coming off a, a crushing loss so you figure they're going to really like lock in this week but uh i don't know i think he'll end up coming back he'll ice up and rest his shoulder for a week or two and it's it's, it's he's going to be the mvp if he comes back healthy it's the eagles it's the eagles nfc to lose but i think the niners are right there next to yeah, you thing.
2: mentioned with the devils and they've gotten to like the holiday thing of giving they got to start turning this around start winning
1: games again. Yeah, it's not good right now, man. I don't know. They're losing it. And I I made the joke, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, Devils fans have had a lot of losing in their history. But what I'll say, you know, as I've walked into this, this has been an exciting year uh, to be a Devils fan. And they did give themselves a little bit of room for this, right? You rip off a 13-game win streak. You're starting to erase it some with, a, I think they're at a, like a five-game losing streak now. But at any time it can turn, at any time they can get hot again, they have the talent. They're just losing it right now and not putting it together. They've been close, and they've been in all these games. But, uh, yeah, they're they're just in one right now that they can't seem to get out of.
2: And hopefully they'll turn that around. Keep that a good night.
1: Thanks for the call, young Josh. Devils have lost five in a row. They're down one nothing. To the Hurricanes, that might be six in a row tonight. On the other side, man, the Rangers fans are starting to feel it again, starting to think about a run again, a couple moves, a couple things changed for them, and they're back to their winning ways. I know I took some calls from Rangers fans that were upset in the beginning of the season, but it was the beginning of the season. It was the beginning of the season. You can't really read too much into it. They are going for, what, their seventh win in a row? No, their eighth win in a row. That's crazy. I mean, they're on an eight-game heater. We'll talk to Steve Summers about that. Let's get back to the phones from young Josh to older Josh in the Bronx. What's up, Josh? You're on the fan. I'm
3: telling you, this is like a a routine. Younger Josh, older Josh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, keeping it short, you know, what you're talking about, winning, losing, and everything, all these streaks and everything up and down like an elevator, the stock market, the Knicks, the Nets, the Giants, the Jets, you know, they're keeping you on your seat here. What do we got? We got three weeks left until we get into uh, the wild card playoffs and all that next year and everything. Keith, I just want to watch watch the end of all this and see how it turns out. I'm with you, you know, that, that NFC Eastern Conference, it's going to come down the come down to that Philadelphia and, you know, what you said out west with the, the 49ers, man. You know, I mean, like, the Rams were cooked last night by by Green Bay, but, I mean, you know, I, I, w- I was in shock. I said, oh, okay, another one bites the dust. Here we are, Keith. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Thank you for hearing me out. Can't wait to hear the schmoozer. Thank you for taking my call.
1: Thanks for the call, Josh. Big supporter on Twitter as well. At Keith McPherson on Twitter. uh, Go look at my last tweet, tweeting to uh, Josh from the Bronx. But yeah, it's the most wonderful time. If you're into sports, you're into the holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, uh, you know, New Year's coming up, ending another year. And uh, like you just have all the time, you know, in this next week or so, if you're taking off, to just kick back, relax, reflect on the year, and watch sports. College football, bowl games, we're getting close to the college football playoff. I can't wait for that. But, I mean, right here in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, the greater New York City area, we have teams on heaters. What is this? An eight-game heater for the Rangers if they win tonight, an eight-game heater for them, a seven-game heater for the Knicks if they win tonight. The Brooklyn Nets have won six in a row. Unfortunately, my Devils have lost five in a row, but it's okay. They'll figure it out. They were the ones who started the heater. They had a 13-game heater, so there's talent all around. Our teams are winning, and they can figure it out. And we're hoping that the football teams figure it out, man. We are hoping that the Jets and the Giants make the playoffs. I didn't believe in either one of them last week. They hadn't won a game in December. They just looked like they were dead men walking. But not the Giants. The Giants got off the mat. I was inspired. Watching Sunday Night Football, I'm like, oh, they flipped the narrative. Everyone picked against them. No one knows anything. Anything can happen. Impose your will. The one thing I was saying last week was how do the Giants find a way to win? They rise. They need individual efforts. They need special players to rise in the moment. Big-time players make big-time plays. In big-time games. And you saw it. So now they're going to need more of that. Job's not done. Job's not finished. They need more of that. Got to win another game. Maybe two. Maybe three. And if the Fraud Dallas Cowboys stumble here, who knows? It's going to get interesting. I don't know. I like sports. I I can't wait to see this stuff play out. The storylines write themselves. It is the most entertaining thing. It is the most wonderful time. My wife is trying to get me to watch streaming shows like White Lotus and I mean, I, I just watched uh, Wednesday. I got through that. I slept through episodes like six, seven, but I got through it. I I, I grasped what, what went on. It was a good show, but I told her I need live sports entertainment. This stuff does not keep my interest. It does not do it for me. I, I can't. I'd rather watch the game, any game. Put it on. Moving on. Stu is in red bank on the fan. Hello, Stu.
4: Hey Keith, how are you, bud? Happy holidays to you and the family, man.
1: Happy holidays! Thanks for calling up. What you got?
4: I got, you know, a little giant football to talk to you about, brother. You know, um, hey, Thibodeau was, looked like he was shot out of a cannon on that play. You know, gave. Uh, you know, I'm a season ticket holder, uh, Keith. You know, me and you talked back when your sister, you know, when you first came on the air, and your sister, uh, you. I was the second call. That, that that was the time that you first, you know, were on the fan.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was I, nervous. I, don't know if you, I was, I was, yeah, you, I was unseasoned. I was unsure, but I made it through. We're 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 coming up on 13 months,
4: bro. You did a good job. You're doing a great job, man. Keep it up, man. Positive energy, love it, man. Monmouth County, yes, sir. M- Monmouth County guy, yep. Red Bank, you know, and I know you from Ocean, man. So, hey, listen, you know, I want to talk about Giants? So, you know, everybody they're dead in the water. Something they're gonna do, you know. I knew if their defense showed up. Sunday night and made something exciting happen, they might just make a run of this. Minnesota, you know, what, what do you think about them with Minnesota's matchup? You know, what, what do you think about that?
1: You, you know what? I, when we did uh, Thursday Night Live, myself and C-Mac, where we talked to uh, uh, O'Shane Zimenez, um, he's an ODU guy. And I asked him about Taylor Heineke, and he said Taylor Heineke hosted him. I thought the key to that game was making Taylor Heineke look like a backup quarterback. Do not let him scramble and make plays. Do not let him beat you. He's not a starter in this league. He's a backup, and they did that. They pressured him. They got to him. They didn't let Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel get the ball and just, you know, run all over him. They they took control of the game. Now, I'm looking at Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins is a guy that can give you the ball, too. Kirk Cousins, to me, is pretty mid— but he's got weapons around him, right? He's got arguably yeah. the best receiver in the NFL. They have to stop him. They have to stop Justin Jefferson first. He's got to be priority number one. You can't let him go off for some 150 yards, two touchdowns. Like he, That's what he does regularly. I don't know who's going to check him, but Wink has got a scheme so that they pressure Cousins, and he can't get the ball to Justin Jefferson. And then also this offense— that defense, that, the pass defense of the Vikings is not it. They're not good. So we need to finally see Daniel Jones, Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, Darius Slayton, Bellinger, Saquon, whatever. We need to see a passing attack that can put up 250 yards and maybe get in the end zone against the shaky Vikings secondary. Everyone saw them go down 33-0 to the Colts. If the 100%. Giants get a lead on them, they're not going to let that lead evaporate. The defense is going to hold. So try and get up on them early, attack their secondary, and then on the flip side, put pressure on Cousins. Don't let him just be able to drop the ball off to Justin Jefferson and then Justin Jefferson gets
4: all these yards after catch. And I think they'll be all right. Yeah, man, me too. Hey, hey, uh, Keith, how about uh, Landon Collins, a little action out there? Did uh, you see that couple plays? He did of course.
1: Landon Collins, familiar on both sides, Washington and New York. And he's been fighting to get an opportunity. He's got that now. He got in the game. They cut Tay Crowder today. And most people that I was reading on Twitter were basically saying that's a move for Landon Collins uh, to be in the mix. Good. You know what? He, he hasn't played all year. Hopefully he's got fresh legs. And mentally, hopefully he's locked in and motivated to help the team out. Uh, I, I, I never thought that Jalen Smith was a good linebacker. I'm a Cowboys fan. I watched him in Dallas. Jerry Jones reached for him in the second round. Uh, when he mm-hmm. came out of Notre Dame, he had a knee issue where they said he would never play. He did, nope, and, and it was yeah. a great story. But at this point, he is not really a great middle linebacker. In the beginning of that game, I'm like, they're just, they're they're running counters. They're blowing the line off the ball, and they're pushing him back. He's not sticking his nose in there and getting it done. But Landon Collins will. Maybe Landon Collins can help the linebackers. And I think he's going to be yeah. a short tackler. You don't really need him to cover anyone. So good. Good to see him back. Yeah, and... and, and-
4: yeah, and who's that guy, uh, Oz, uh, Ozzy, or what, he has a strange name, right? Shane uh, Ozalara. Oh, oh, Aziz Ojalari. Yeah, that guy, he, he,
1: he's another he's one. He's only been back he, for a couple weeks, should uh, have some fresh legs, and, and he looks to, and now you're starting to see what this D-line is supposed to look like with Ojolari and Leo Williams and Sexy Dexy and yeah. KT, <laughs> yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau.
4: A hundred percent, man. And, you know, I was at that Philadelphia game, just to let you know, y'all, I'm a season ticket holder. You know, and I give a shout-out to my girl, Nicole. She's her and her whole family. They, You know, I, we tailgated. Everybody had the Eagle jerseys. I came out of the car with them. I felt like it was a home game at Eagle Stadium, you know?
1: Yeah, that's and, tough. There's a there's a yeah, ton man. of Eagles fans in Jersey, uh, that I think that they live in Pennsylvania. It's nothing for them to drive up from South Jersey and go to MetLife. Yeah. And then they got, yeah, got forty yeah, points on the board. And,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah 21, it was 21 nothing, bro. I looked over to her and she had this smile. And, you know, her whole family had the jerseys on, the Eagle jerseys. And I'm like, the guy sitting behind me was like, oh, man, because he knows me. He's like, oh, God, you brought all these Eagle fans with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I hope they don't it. win the
1: Super Bowl. I can't do it. I thought they'd never win one. I can't do another
4: Philly Super Bowl. They're going to burn their
1: city down. You'll never hear the end of it. I would like, actually, because I think they're most likely going to come out of the NFC. I would like them to go to the Super Bowl and lose. So then they lose the World Series, and they lose the Super Bowl.
4: Well, double smack, man. But, you know, I just wanted to give all the uh, Giant fans and everybody out there a happy holiday wish. And and like you said, dude, your platform is larger than life. What you said about – People in these last week with uh, people in, in needs for uh, if they're in trouble or if they're cold and yeah. go to the shelter, man. You know, it's this time of the year. You want to be, you know, sitting back with your loved ones and dude, you, you hit the nail on the head every time, Keith. Man, I appreciate you, brother, and uh, go big blue, man. And uh, judge, baby, we got the Yankees back in in line. I know you're a big yes, Yankees sir. Fan, so. Looking forward to
1: seeing it tomorrow. Thanks for the call, Stu. Yeah, and just to reiterate what Stu was saying, I think I said last week. When we learned about uh, Twitch, Steven Twitch Boss, uh, who was you know, on the Ellen Show, and now you're seeing more and more clips of him and his family and him dancing and him looking happy. What I came on and said last week was, man, check on your people. Check on anyone you care about, even if they seem happy or if they seem off or a little down. Like You don't know how the holiday season affects everyone. It's not the same for everyone. It's not a holly jolly Christmas for everybody out there. Um, If you've ever lost a loved one like I have, you know, I go through Christmas without my brother. And there's a lot of people that are going through Christmas without brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, grandparents. And you think about past years that you had with them and it hurts. Um, There's also people that, you know, just don't financially have the money that they wish they had. Or, you know, it's been a rough year and you get to the end of the year, you want to buy gifts, you want to do things, you want to host and you just can't. Uh, you know, put the dollars together. It's rough. It, it can make you just mentally out of it, and uh, you just never want it to get to the point where somebody takes their own life. So check on your people, friends, family, coworkers, people you haven't talked to in a while. Just reach out and say, hey, I'm thinking about you. It's it's a simple little thing like that that can change somebody's entire day, week, month perspective on the holiday. Keep McPherson on the fan. We got to take a break. Don't go anywhere. Call me up. Hey, E-Man, are we getting Steve now? Or we'll come back and then we'll get Steve after 8. Cool. So we'll take this break. When we come back, we'll hit a couple more calls. And then Steve Summers will join us in the 8 o'clock hour. Be right back. Rockin' and rollin'. On the fan. (laughs) Your boy Keith McPherson on to 11. Uh, I've got a couple minutes here before we break and bring in the legendary Steve Summers. Get ready for the schmooze. Coming up, I don't know how long Steve has, folks. I'm not promising you anything. I try not to bug anybody to come on my show, but I call Steve, and we talk for a little while, we reconnect, and he's always down to come back. You've probably heard me say, like, I'm tired of asking people for favors, but I, I never feel like that with Steve, ever. I never feel like I am bothering him if I call him or reach out for anything. I never feel like... You know, it's a it's a chore for him to give me some time. And I know if you've listened to Steve before me, if you've listened to WFAN for years, you'll enjoy hearing from the GOAT. So that's coming up. A couple other things, uh, you know, talking to people on Twitter. You're crazy if you think Joe Flacco is a better option than Zach Wilson. The Jets O-line. No, no, you can't. At this point, like it's week 16. Joe Flacco is not an option. It's Zach or nothing until Mike is healed up, maybe next week. But against the Jacksonville Jaguars O-line? There's another Josh Allen in the NFL. The Josh Allen that the Giants should have drafted, or at least thought the Giants were going to draft, and they drafted Daniel Jones. Josh Allen's over there. Um, I don't don't think you want that smoke with this... uh, I don't think you want that smoke with this this Jaguars defensive line. You don't. And... um, no, the, the option for Joe Flacco is is off the table. It's Zach. It's Zach. Trayvon Walker, number one pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars is over there. He, no, they would break Joe Flacco, and Joe Flacco would just be giving the ball up. He wouldn't have time. Uh-uh. It's Zach. Zach's got to be better. And he came out and said, I got to be better. Can we at least give the guy some credit for some growth? Can we at least give the guy some credit for, like, learning, hey, you're not going to defeat the media we lose, be ready to meet the media and say the right things. You, you probably wouldn't have lost your starting job if you knew what to say to the media. Uh, other news, Adam adevino Otto signs with the Mets, two years, grew up a Yankees fan. He's a New Yorker. He's about to do more time in Queens than he got in the Bronx. Good for him. Mets fans, call me up, tell me how you feel. Uh, I don't know if you're big, Adam adevino guys. I don't think anyone really can be, but... More insurance and uh, more depth for your bullpen. What else did I see out there that I wanted to talk about? I don't know. We barely have that much time. I mean, we got a break. And then um, Steve Summers. Oh, I wanted to talk about Willie McGinnis. I just thought that was crazy. Uh, and, you know, with Willie, he's on NFL Network, which is based in LA, and he's been on L- NFL Network for like a decade. And I watched that video probably three different times to see, like, what was going on, especially because it's a place that I have physically been. I physically have been in Delilah, and I knew it. My wife didn't believe me. I'm like, I I remember those. I I, I have a photographic memory. I remember, like, the aesthetic, like, the design. I remember what the seats were like, what the booths were like, what the lights were like. And I even recognized that big security guard with, like, the bushy eyebrows. My wife's like, you're crazy. I'm like, no, I remember seeing that guy. I'm like, they're in Delilah. Then a report comes out, West Hollywood Hotspot, owned by Drake and this uh, this group out there. They were in, like, the back-back private room. The night I was there, I saw Jordan Clarkson and Kyler Murray. If you've been listening to me since the summer, I, I told the story about Kyler Murray being in there celebrating his new contract extension before... It got done. But, yeah, for Willie, Willie is 50-some years old, 51. And it just seemed like the type of thing. Like, you know, he went to USC. He lives out there in L.A. It seemed like just some violence, some street. Like, I don't even have the right terms for it. Just some street uh, type of on-site stuff. Like, when I see you, it's on-site. Like, that guy was sitting there eating, drinking, drinking. And there were other innocent people around that had nothing to do with it. And the camera doesn't show you. Uh, but you could probably figure it out because it was black and white. It's dark in there. Like it's dimmed in there. In Delilah, you can't really it's it's not that bright in there. They have the lights set very low. What are you looking for, AC? You looking for You look at Well, it's on TNT. Uh, I was about to say I have no idea what channel fifty three is. I have it on my on my MacBook. I was watching the Devils and watching uh The Rangers, but thank you. Ack is in here. Ack's going to hit you up uh, with the update soon. He's changing the channel to the Knicks for me. Um, But yeah, with Willie McGinnis, you just potentially threw away your NFL job. Um, He was arrested. He posted $30,000 bail. I just want to know what it was over. My wife didn't care to hear me talk about this yesterday at all, and I'm like, there's only two things it could be over, money or women. That's it. That's the only thing I could see Willie McGinnis and three other dudes deciding to attack this guy in public at a upscale place on camera. Maybe they didn't think they were on camera because, like I said, it's dark in there. But every there's cameras everywhere. You're always, hello, newsflash, everything is recorded. But he just threw away potentially his job over this. And I think that's crazy. Keep McPherson on the fan. Got to break it down. It's 8 o'clock in here now. We're going to go get Steve. And we're going to hit the break and update. Axe is going to hit you with some info. I'll be
0: right back.